0: I just want to talk about books all day. That's all I want to do. I totally agree. Yeah, I'm well, only waiting for it to know <laughs> <So> <laughs> <laughs> Run out and buy it. Run out and buy it.
1: Is there anything for <laughs> Back to another episode of Anything Pros. I'm Vicky,
0: and I'm Jen. And this week, we're going to talk about Taylor Jenkins Reid. The we're
1: rip her woman, the up myth, hard. the legend.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna rip her up. We're gonna praise her a little bit. It's yeah. gonna be all kinds of all over the board. Positive sandwich. Um, let's tell the fans how you were supposed to come to me today.
1: Yeah, so I was planning on coming to Jen today. I was actually really excited. It's been a while. Um, i had to go to training hold on i just have to pause look how cute that man is
0: (laughs) is he still on drugs because he looks like he's on drugs he's just so
1: comfy (laughs) he's so
0: cute louis is the
1: cutest thing on this planet
0: yeah honestly when i was eating my little snacky whatever things he like rested his head on me and like my heart Uh, i felt something i felt something yeah, we need to post more Lou on the page. So cute. Okay,
1: so resuming. I was going to go see Jen today. I had training at work from 9 to 1, so I was going to come home, walk the boys, and then go to Jen. And then, right when I was about to leave, I saw that track. Like, there was no traffic, it was all green, but it kept saying it was going to take two hours to get to
0: Jen. Which, like, usually it should be between, like, 35 to, like, an hour, depending on traffic.
1: And usually it's red. So I was, like, zooming in trying to find the red. But it just said two hours. And so I kept refreshing it. And then my friend called me and was like, yo, (laughs) on my way to Bad Bunny.
0: (laughs) Bad Bunny.
1: That's when I connected the dots because Bad Bunny is playing at Fenway tonight. Yeah. And.
0: It's going to be crazy. I know
1: Bad Bunny's popular, but. It's something else in mass. Like, it is crazy. Yeah. His fan base Yeah, has. so
0: I recently downloaded Bumble BFF, and it feels like every single person talks about Bad Bunny in their profile. Like, I didn't know that there were, like, this many Bad Bunny stands. Like, every single girl is, like, just looking for a friend to listen to Bad Bunny with. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm, like, right for this. <laughs> yeah, it's huge
1: up here. Yeah. And I also think it's because, like, We have a huge, like, Puerto Rican population, Dominican population up here. So I think that, like, kind of adds to it. Um, But, yeah, it's huge. And when my friend said that, I connected the dots. Like, oh, that's why it's going to take so long to get to Jen because she literally basically lives in the middle of the city. Um, And then I was thinking, like, okay, even if I get there i will not get home (laughs) i think he's never going going to get home never be able to get home (laughs) no that would have been the crazy. i probably would have taken me like five hours (laughs) to home or something (laughs) he would have been home
0: like the middle of the night yeah
1: so i was like jen i just i can come tomorrow morning but i cannot come now because (laughs) yeah sometimes it's it's just like yeah better to avoid the city yeah so i told jen i would come friday and she's like cool and then I told her I got her a rush. I
0: said, not cool. <laughs> she on, said, oh, my I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> I literally threw like a couple of things in my bag and I ran out of there. <laughs> I, I, I got like, behind the wheel and I came up here. <laughs> I'm gonna have to take the
1: ice out of your rush. I'm gonna bring it tomorrow. I, I said, like, don't no. take
0: the ice out. Leave the ice in. I'm on my way. <laughs> I sped up the road to get up here. And here you are. And here I am, and I'm not going back nope no way slumber party tonight no, no, boys <laughs> no.
1: we are staying away from boston today yeah
0: i don't even know boston like that who is, she? who is she
1: uh so yeah we're gonna
0: talk about taylor
1: because in the last episode we mentioned that we i was reading carrie soto jen had finished it and we did not like it no so yes i think like i said positive sandwich as a teacher this is important so let's start off
0: positive. <laughs> okay, let's start off positive. Initially, what was the first book you read by Taylor Jenkins Reid? read? Evelyn Hugo. Okay, and you loved it. Okay, I loved Evelyn Hugo. Yeah, and I loved Evelyn Hugo too. I read Daisy Jones first, also loved that one. Mm-hmm. I just thought that they were both really, really good.
1: Yeah, and then you told me if you're like if you loved Evelyn read Daisy Jones yeah or listen to it I listened yes. to it also loved it um, those are really and good and then Jen turned me on to her like back back list incredible we love Not the backlist. A single bad thing to say no about I backlist. just love it like I actually would like her to go back to that yes. style yes
0: let's take it back <laughs> it, it Take Yeah, so Taylor Jenkins Reid's first book was published in 2013. It was Forever Interrupted, which you have not read yet, right? I have right? not read. It is uh, on my list. So the plot of this one is that basically it's kind of like insta-love, but it's like one of those things where it doesn't really bother me as much because it's not a main point of the plot this couple meets they like instantly fall in love and then this isn't a spoiler it's like the premise of the book he dies like two weeks after they got married and they had this like whirlwind romance whirlwind romance so they were only together for like two months like and he didn't even have time to tell his mom that they were like got married or anything and then he dies and so the mom shows up at the hospital and like his wife is there And the mom is like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't even know he was married. Like, I didn't even know he was (laughs) seeing anyone. Like, she's shocked. And then, it's like, both of them navigating their grief is, like, the plot of the book.
1: I want to read it.
0: It's really, really good. I loved it. Like, I had nothing bad to say about that one. Whenever I went through her backlist, it was, like, I loved all the books, like, were they the best written thing in the world? No. Like, oh. sometimes the writing's shitty, and like, sometimes the plot is kind of stupid, like in One True Loves, where there's a plane crash. Yeah. Like, sure, that's dumb, but like, I liked it. It's is it fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like silly. So then, 2014, she did After I Do, which you also haven't read mm-hmm. yet. I told Vicky <laughs> she's not allowed to read this one. <laughs> um, it's about this couple, and they have like um, marriage problems. So they've been married like 15 years or something. And then they basically are, like, at a breaking point, and they decide to take a year off of being married. And they can, like, date other people, they can have sex with other people, like, they just have, like, this complete break. And I don't think they have any kids or anything, so it's not, like, super, super complicated. And they're like, after a year, we're gonna, like, talk things out and see, like, if we want to come back together or not. Wow. And it was also really good. Like, I liked these, like, fun little plots that she had, you know? Like, they were, like, interesting. Yeah.
1: And not to say they're, like, original or unique. No, but definitely not. Like they're just fun. They're fun, but also, like, authors have, like, stopped writing basic stories like yeah. this. Yeah. Like, marriage trouble, so let's take a year off. Yeah. Like, why? I mean i feel like hoover like she's got some crazy ass plot twist and mm -hmm. you don't need a crazy plot twist to be good yeah
0: yeah and it's like it's the way that you write the characters that makes Mm -hmm. the book interesting like it's not that like it's such a fresh premise like right now i told vicky i'm reading um under one roof by the author of love hypothesis and it's like they're both like forced proximity stuck in like an apartment together is that a unique plot no but it's like the banter is really well written mm-hmm. like the chemistry there and like that's what makes it interesting it's not like oh this is the craziest idea ever it wasn't she was writing like basic stories they were just fun they're
1: goody for a reason only mm. but a goodie.
0: and then maybe in another life you did read yes,
1: 2015 loved it so freaking much holy crap
0: that one was a good one that one was like a more interesting concept i guess it was like she had two alternate paths like that were explored throughout the whole book so, it was, like, yes. two different timelines. Like, if I made this one decision different, what would my life look like? And it follows these two different paths, like, totally down and it's like, oh, this is what her life would have been like and this is what her life would have been like if she didn't do that. Yes. I don't even remember what it was. Leaving a bar early or something? So,
1: it was, like, did she, would she go home with her roommate or would she go a home new guy. with her ex-boyfriend? Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. That one, like, was a mind fuck. Oh, she, like, explores what would be the same versus, like, what would be different and, like, if she took these two different paths. And it, like, messed me up. Like, it was one of those books where I was just sitting there, like, thinking about it for days afterwards. Because it's, like, obviously you make those kind of decisions every day.
1: Yeah. And so it's crazy. Like, I always think, what if, like, because I did dual enrollment, so I graduated. My associates only went to gr- um, get my bachelor's two years. I was like, "What if I didn't do dual enrollment, and I had to go to college all four years? That means I wouldn't have gone to school to grad school in 2017. I wouldn't have graduated in 2019. Like, I probably would have just graduated grad school.
0: Yeah, like, would you be here in Boston? Would I I be here in Boston? There's no way. Like, we would both be here. So, I almost went to University of Tennessee
1: that's crazy
0: (laughs) like i got in and i got like a huge scholarship like i was between university of tennessee and usf
1: that's crazy
0: like imagine if i went to university of tennessee would i even be gay like what (laughs) (laughs) like genuinely i almost
1: went to grad school at fsu
0: it's just crazy like it's just like it mind boggles me because like all of the things that had to happen for like you and I to end up here in Boston, like, is so random because yeah. it's like, I don't know how I got here. I don't know how you got here. Like, none of it is very clear to me. I'm still very confused. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, if one thing had been different, we probably wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be doing this podcast. I don't think so. Oh, my God. Yeah. Maybe I we mean, still honestly, would have met if on if Bookstagram. COVID didn't
1: happen. No, because if- I wouldn't have started Bookstagram because I had a full-time job. I only started though because I got laid off during COVID.
0: <sighs> this Jenny's is a lot to unpack. This is right, a lot right, to right. unpack. Moving, moving, moving on. One, One True two loves. loves 2016. Um, this was my favorite. I think this is my second favorite, Evelyn Hugo, next to, or sec- my second favorite, next to Evelyn Hugo. I just really love this book. It's so stupid, but I loved it. Yeah. Obviously, there's a plane crash. And she has to decide if she stays with her new man or her old man, who she thought was dead in a plane crash. But
1: he'd be alive.
0: But he was actually alive. Plot twist. Yeah. And like, that is the most tired plot I've ever heard. Like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever was heard. Was it good? Amazing. Did I? Cry? I stayed up yes. all night. Like, I remember being in my old apartment, staying up reading it, and like, I cried the entirety of the book just because, like, (laughs) I cried the entire book. Like, I didn't cry like, one part. I cried the entire book because I was just, like, so distraught over thinking, like, how could you make that choice? I tried to think about it, too. Like, what
1: (laughs) choice would I even make.
0: you'd It would have to just depend on the circumstances. I, and what's
1: crazy is in the beginning, I know I texted you, I was like, oh, she better choose, like, X. Yeah, and, and you were, changed like, your mind. Waiting. Yeah. And by the end of the book, I was like, oh, okay, I don't want her to be with X anymore.
0: Because it's hard to say what you would do in that situation, because I feel like you have initial, an initial gut reaction, like, oh, go back to the original man, or like, oh, stay with who you're already with, because, like, that's yeah. the person you're currently in a relationship with. It's just, like... I don't know. I don't know which of those I don't, is, like, morally correct. don't oh, no. <laughs> but she basically, like, in her backlist, she's exploring all of these themes of, like, marriage, love, relationships, mm. and, like, interpersonal connections. Like, even the one in Forever Interrupted, like, the connection is more between the mom and the um, yeah. widow. But, like, she does that so well. And, like, that is what she is very, very good at, is, like, relationships. Except her newer books just lack. Yeah, that. the newer books don't have that. What we've
1: grown to love about her is missing.
0: Yeah, very very missing. So here is our like hype over the backlist and then we get to like peak whatever her name is, Taylor Jenkins Reid. <laughs> and this is when she like blew up. Was yes, she Evelyn. did Evelyn Hugo in 2017 and this like went crazy stupid mm-hmm. everyone was reading it.
1: And this is going to be a TV show.
0: Yeah. I
1: don't even know where
0: to begin with that. So I loved Evelyn Hugo when I read it, absolutely. It.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, we've talked I have about mixed it feelings so about much. it. Yeah. Now, yeah, I feel like I've read a lot of reviews. I've just learned a lot, and yeah. I like, don't think that's a bad thing. Like you can love a book, yeah, and a year later, two years later, three years later, like, just realize that... There were the some things in it. That were, like, a little fucked up. Yeah. And, like, it is okay to acknowledge that when I read this book in... 2020 I loved it. Yeah. Looking back now, do I still
0: love it? Yeah, but do I recognize there some are of the some problematic problems with themes? it? Yeah. yeah. And it's like that just happens with time. It's a normal thing. Like Virginia and I've been watching Law & Order SVU and like obviously some of those episodes came out so long ago and like the way they talk about trans people and like, it's like all kinds of things is like disgusting and it's like I don't know You act the way that, like, you thought was normal at the time, and then you grow, and you learn, and you do different. And so, like, looking back on Seven Husbands, why is Evelyn Hugo Cuban? Can we start with that?
1: Why? When
0: (laughs) Taylor... Is white.
1: Herself...
0: Not only is she white, but she's also straight. Like, she has said that she's straight. Not a rumor, like, this is confirmed by her.
1: She has just no business
0: writing or telling this sharing this story
1: and I feel like now I'm more aware of like who authors are Yeah, but at the time like it didn't I, really
0: I didn't know about I that I just
1: pick up books honestly yeah. sometimes I would read a book and tell someone like oh I love this and they could ask me who the author was and I'd be like I don't know
0: <laughs> yeah like, like ask me anything about it I don't know because I wasn't using like a lot of critical thought but it's like I feel like more recently I've become aware of a lot of like issues in the publishing industry and like one of those huge issues is publishing books by people of color and this is like a huge issue because this is like taking away from people who would read books about like Cuban people from other authors who are actually Cuban or read books about a gay woman from a woman who's actually gay like it's like and actually it's just has taking the
1: experience away to say like what that experience is like, like yeah
0: looks like and like i remember seeing a tiktok where this girl was reading evelyn hugo and she was like sometimes i'm reading a book and i hear the character description and i immediately flip to see if the author was white and so she like felt that way about evelyn hugo and mm-hmm. i feel like that's another thing that like as white people like we don't always get that like i didn't realize like oh this description was so like bad or like wrong because it's just not something i'm aware of but when you go back yeah like
1: like i think she describes evelyn with like golden skin or something and yeah (laughs) it's so cringy how, how like when an author will describe someone as like they're white. They say like, oh, they have like pale skin, whatever. Mm-hmm. But when they're describing someone that's Hispanic or <laughs> yes. black,
0: they're chocolate tone, like, Nutella. Like, they Why are they crazy a food? Descriptions and yeah. it's
1: like they're black like yeah. say they're black yeah like they'll be why like, are you trying to like they'll be like dance one, of, around w- it? one of
0: the girls is pale and one of them has a smooth like caramel complexion what, what? <laughs> smooth like caramel like what,
1: what does that mean what race is that Like i don't know and no like caramel. sometimes
0: they're like supposed to be racially ambiguous so that they can like hit multiple check marks like i think that may be That's the purpose sometimes like for.
1: and i specifically remember her like the way she described Evelyn was like golden caramel like i'm and, like is she tan, tan or is she cuban don't know like what she
0: is. yeah tan or cuban i don't know and it's just like me and vicky found this article with her where it was like do you think that you should be sharing stories from queer and like latina women and she was like yes and no and then she basically like danced around the question and said like It's definitely important to, like, support authors who are actually queer and Latina. But I am so famous Mm -hmm. that I'm going to share these stories myself. And, like, this is something that Vicky and I have talked a lot about, like, throughout this podcast and just, like, through having a book stream and everything. It's, like, there is a right and wrong way to do representation. And it's, like, should you have no... People of color in your books? No. Should you have no gay characters? No. But you need to be really cautious about, like, the way that you do something like that. Like, it's a very
1: Yeah. And fragile. if you're not a part of that population, make them a side character. Yes. Like, Rachel and Solomon. She has gay side characters, like, trans side characters. She can't speak of that community because yeah. she is not a part of it. And yeah. And she doesn't know the hardships and what it means and what it looks like. So to add diversity to make people feel somewhat seen in her books, she makes them side characters, friends, family. Yeah, if that's what you need to do, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like if you can't speak to that population, you should not be writing a point of view. Yeah, like their main story.
0: Like that was the complaint that I saw, like from an actual like Latina woman saying that Carrie Soto was upsetting because like. She never even acknowledged, like, the struggles that come with that in Carrie Soto. Like, it was just, yeah. like, this, like, random note that, like, oh, she's Hispanic. Like,
1: it was but never she's even... so famous. But it's,
0: like, she was so famous and, like, her being Argentinian or, like, whatever was never, like, the, like, a problem. Like, it was never, like, an obstacle. And, like, she never really got, like, far into that.
1: And look at Serena Williams. Like, she has faced so much yeah. for being not just a woman in yeah. tennis but being a black woman. Yeah. And everyone can see like ha- the hardship Simone Biles yeah like, she is not treated like every other gymnast. Yeah. She's critiqued more and it's not just cuz she's good, it's definitely because she's black. Yeah. And so for these huge famous athletes, we literally in real life see yeah. how they're critiqued by media. Yeah. Even though they're incredibly talented, but because of their skin color and their gender, they're very critiqued. But yet, Carrie Soto, mm-hmm. like... Where is that? They, She never had any issues.
0: Yeah, like, all of the issues are with her being called, like, a bitch and, like, her personality. But never and her race, never, never her skin And she's only called tone. a
1: bitch because of her personality. Yeah. It has nothing to do with her being a woman.
0: Yeah. It's just, like, so irritating.
1: Like, never once did she say, like, if I was a man, they wouldn't be calling me a bitch. Yeah. Which is, like would have been a great line because yeah, yeah probably true but yeah. she didn't even use her gender as like a hardship she just said they call me a bitch because honestly carrie soto had the shittiest personality <laughs> i've ever read about no
0: honestly she have, the there was no redeemable qualities no. and like i don't even know if she cared about her dad or not like is i don't nice? think so like <laughs> she was a piece of shit literally and that is why they called her the bitch
1: yeah Like, oh my god. The whole it just like is such a thing. And so But it I feel like we need a post (coughs) Like an interviewer literally says, Do you feel like you should be doing this? Yes and no Yes and no. Mostly no, but yes. And (laughs) basically summarize, like Jen said, I'm rich. I have the platform. Mm -hmm. These Hispanic women don't.
0: These
1: queer people don't. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm going to write their stories for them, profit off of them, and she wants to call it, like, diversity and getting those stories out. It's so frustrating. How you could get these stories out is by
0: promoting the authors who write those stories that are
1: those people and identify with their main characters.
0: And, like, that's what you should be doing, and it's, like... If you don't know what you should be doing, that's fine. Listen to the community because people have feedback. And, Mm -hmm. like, that's what I sent Vicky some videos from Tomes and Textiles. Like, she's Carmen and she has a Bookstagram and a TikTok. And she's, like, also in St. Pete. So she goes to, like, Tombolo a lot. Wow. Yeah, but anyway, she had shared like a bunch of things and she like identifies with that community and she was talking about how harmful it is and how it takes away like dollars from other books about like Cuban women, Argentinian women, because yeah. there's only so many books that are going to be published about Hispanic women each year. like because publishers don't want to have too many hispanic books like it's fucked up there's a lot of white books (laughs) literally as fucked up as that is that's like what the publishing industry is doing and like at this point it's very transparent to everyone who like is involved with it and like witnesses it and like these books being published is taking away from other books that could have been published by authors who like actually are part of that community
1: Mm -hmm. and there another thing she said in her videos is that there's only so much marketing money, like, each publishing oh my God. House has. So, instead of, like, allocating these funds to Latino women and queer authors mm-hmm. and just anyone else yeah. that's not a white, straight yeah. woman, they're allocating all these funds to taylor because mm-hmm. she's rich and famous and they know these her books, books are gonna sell. sell which is crazy because she is so popular they don't even need to advertise as much as they do like the she was at wimbledon, wimbledon. <laughs> oh this my is god that pisses me off and it's like no, probably, is it penguin i don't know but I, well, I have it out for them but it's always they penguin sent her to wimbledon to promote carrie soto they're like giving out these short pamphlets about the book needs to fucking promote at this point i'm sorry taylor doesn't need any fucking marketing she's so famous that you could just say she has a she could post on her instagram of books coming out and that's it and to me like
0: it's just so frustrating how in that interview she acknowledged the fact that like white women should be like uplifting authors of color but then like doesn't, doesn't see a problem with this money, like, being spent on her. Like, if that was me, like, I'd be like, okay, maybe we can spend this money elsewhere. Like, I don't need this amount of, right? like, publicity pushing my book. Like, can we try to uplift a different author's book? Like, like
1: her saying, I'm rich, and since I have the platform, I'm going to write books in a different perspective. Yeah. To get that diversity out there, if that's what you're going to do regardless, do it. But that money and profit you make off of that book, yeah. use it to promote other books. Yeah. Like And like the, honestly, I usually
0: see her promote other white women's books. Like I yeah. don't see her promoting authors of color on her page. Maybe I'm missing something, but like I don't see that from her. I and don't it's see just like either. really frustrating. And
1: I have to like keep comparing her to Rachel and Solomon because she does it right. Like she, like I said, she makes the side characters. Gay, trans, like... Diverse, diverse. yeah. Very diverse. And she only writes from her... A Jewish woman because that is who she is and who she can identify with. And we
0: need Jewish stories. So it's like she's not going to tell something that's not her perspective when, like, we need her perspective, you know? And, like, that's what she's good at. That's what she can do. she's
1: always promoting... If you follow her on Instagram, she's always promoting upcoming releases. And, yeah, sometimes, like, they're straight white women because those are her friends... But she she just promoted um, "Set on You" by yeah. oh, like Amy, I think her name. Oh is Amy. yeah,
0: Leah or something. Yeah, yeah.
1: She's promoting that. Is she promotes a ton of stuff that isn't always just straight white women?
0: And it's just like hard because it's like when do you have to like take accountability for this? Because it's like, we've talked about like, okay, yeah, a couple of years ago, we weren't thinking like this. Taylor Jenkins Reid is one of the biggest names like right now in publishing. And it's like, when you have that big of a platform, when you like, it's crazy how big she is right now. And she's having this huge moment, like, you need to put thought into what you're publishing, you need to have some kind of thought process that like millions of people are going to be reading these books it is very yeah. important that you get the cultures right it's very important that you don't write about other cultures like that that you're not a part of and you don't make the main characters like that and it's just like and really the fact frustrating that she
1: admitted to it and has seen the like feedback yeah the and fact the that she knows it's problematic and continues to do it and it just i'm yeah ever since i read that interview i my just blood can't, has been boiling I forget yeah. about it because her saying like yes and no but because, like, she's basically saying, "Well, that Hispanic author has no audience. They're poor. Their books aren't going to sell. So I'm going to do it for them. Maybe then promote their the books funds to yeah. them so they
0: can donate their book. But donate no, your Wimbledon profits. marketing money to them. Like, maybe your book doesn't need to be handed out at Wimbledon. I don't right? know. Like she is
1: using all the marketing money, which doesn't leave any marketing money for any
0: of these voices that matter." Uh, it's and just, it's and, like, I don't know, how much of a say does she have in, like, where they put their money or whatever? But she could at least call it out as problematic, you know? Like, even if they did it against her will yeah. or whatever, I don't and know. And I it feel just like she
1: could really, call, She could like, really tell them. Yeah. Like, she didn't need to go to Wimbledon. Yeah. I feel like she could have said,
0: I'm not doing that. Yeah.
1: But she didn't. And she knows this is problematic and keeps doing it.
0: It's just too much. It's just too much and like like i said like all the feedback like people are upset about it like that might tell you that you're doing something wrong wait let me i just want to read the part of
1: the interview you bring up so the interviewer asked often we're told to write about what we know (laughs) but you're neither queer nor biracial do you think it's your place to tell the story of how these marginalized groups feel when you're white and straight taylor yes (laughs) and no most importantly no we have a problem in publishing and entertainment of not centering minority voices and i just want to point out i think taylor thinks minority voices are like characters Mm -hmm. um, when minority voices are authors. authors and so the solution to that problem is to bolster and support minority writers i have never seen her do that There is no replacement or substitution for the incredibly important and, quite frankly, exciting work of reading, celebrating, and promoting minority writers.
0: Like, it's just like, you're speaking this, but you're not, you're not doing it. Like, you're, it's bullshit. It's, it's just fake. And
1: this is the part that grinds me. The reason why I wrote this book, despite not being queer or biracial, is because, due to my work writing about straight white women, I have an audience I continue to be handed a microphone. I have a book deal. And my feelings was that I could use that book deal, that immense privilege, to continue to write about people like myself. Or I could use it to write about people that often get pushed to the sidelines. So she's taking it upon herself to write about write about marginalized groups it's giving white saviorism like very white woman tears white woman saviorism no i choose to center my story on women who are underrepresented like she
0: acts like she's doing this like huge like awesome work for the community the community hates you like these people don't (laughs) like you like listen
1: i'm in a unique position to be able to do that and so i choose to Like, she literally says, most importantly, no. No. (laughs) But continues to say why she will continue to write.
0: It is so incredibly frustrating. And that's the thing is, like, you live and you learn. You make mistakes. People, like, from these communities are calling her out saying they don't want this. What don't you get from that? Like, I just don't get it. I hate it. And honestly, I, I was bringing this up to Jen
1: i really wish i remembered who brought this to my attention and i just have learned so much being on booksta and i love Love people i love people that call out shitty authors and like shitty mistakes they make and i was telling jen that when i was reading a court of wings and ruin um and spoiler more comes out as gay and it's used as a shock factor and when i read it i just kind of like I thought it was stupid. I was like, the way they're having more come out is really ridiculous. But I kind of just breezed through it because, like, I'm naive. and That's not, like, my population. So I just, like, I didn't see anything wrong with it. And so when I was done reading it, I was reading a bunch of reviews. And someone was saying how it was really disturbing that more being gay was used as a shock factor. And that being gay shouldn't be a shock. And that more could have easily just been, like um i don't want to date cassian because i'm gay duh Mm -hmm. but no she used it as like it was so dramatic yeah she's telling fair on like a cliff crying (laughs) like hysterical (laughs) and ever since then i pay attention to books that use being queer as a shock factor yeah and that's exactly what evelyn hugo
0: was it's like a plot twist
1: and i read evelyn hugo before a court of wings and ruin so i didn't catch it but thinking about it after, I was like, that's what Taylor did with Evelyn Hugo. She used her being gay as a shock factor. Mm-hmm. And that's I ate just that an shit issue up. In itself. Yeah. Like, and
0: like, I ate it up. I loved it. Because we didn't but see like, I didn't see wrong anything with wrong that. with it.
1: Like, being gay is not a plot twist. Yeah. It's not a shock factor. And only a straight woman would write it like <laughs> that. Like, yeah. a gay person, I. I mean, I could absolutely be wrong. But I'm pretty sure there's not a gay person out there that would use being gay as a shock Yeah, in I've never books. read
0: another book where it's, like, the gay person, like, stays in the closet the whole book and then comes out as, like, this big plot twist. Like, I've never no. read a book like that because probably maybe there shouldn't be books like that. Yeah. So, that's... A lot of the problematic things that have been going on with Taylor Jenkins' recent reads. Another thing that um Treat Your Shelves, like Kate pointed out, was the way that, like,
1: love, love she <laughs> <laughs> points her. out problematic people.
0: Her and me. Charlotte, they're yes. my favorites because they don't hold back. Oh, also, okay, can we just take a brief break? And I reposted this on my story today. Did you see what I posted about Jeanette McCurdy's book? Okay, so it's not that bad, but this girl posted a review, and she had, like, blocked out the cover, or she'd blocked out the title of the book when she posted her review, and she was, like, just a reminder that, like, I'm never gonna tell anyone, like, what they can and can't post, but, like, I lost my mom, and this book has been, like, really triggering, seeing the cover, like, constantly all over Bookstagram, and, like, a lot of people commented, like, I'm really glad that, like, it should be next. Sometimes it keeps deleting. Like it was there earlier and then it wasn't there and then it was there. I think uh, it was like Alyssa or something. But anyway, continue. But anyway, maybe it was this post and um oh yeah, maybe. I, no, it was today. How weird. Okay. Continue. This happened earlier. But yeah, so she had like just the words blocked out like I'm glad my mom died. And she was, like, I've been seeing this book posted, like, literally 24-7, which is true. Like, every time I open Bookstagram, like, I see that book everywhere. And she was, like, and it's just been difficult because it's, like, I'm dealing with, like, grief right now. And this, like, title is really, really triggering. And, like, a bunch of other people commented and they're, like, yeah, I'm in, like, a similar situation. Like, my mom actually, like, has cancer right now and, like, blah, 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 blah. And it's just, like, I feel like you never think about stuff like that.
1: I feel like that's so hard, though, because, yeah. like, in, I've seen interviews where why Jeanette decided to write her book that, and people are like, that's so harsh, like, disrespectful. Yeah. And she said in the interview, for the people who have been abused by their parents, yeah.
0: they will get the title. Yeah, so and this person wasn't saying, like, I don't get the title or whatever they're saying. But I could saying, see it being yeah, triggering. They're like, like, it's just really triggering to see it everywhere. Yeah. And they're like, I definitely want people to still discuss this book. And like, I think it's really important. Like, I get why the title is the title. It's just like difficult to see it everywhere constantly. Yeah. And you could cover it up. They were like, at this point, everyone knows the title of the everyone book. Everyone knows the So yeah. maybe you could just not put it. You know, she like, her, she was saying, like, I blocked out the cover, like the text on the cover in like two seconds. And it's really, really easy to do. You could maybe do it as well. <laughs> Very but excellent. I think I she was think just very that. like fed up with seeing it everywhere. Like, I don't blame her. I can't imagine if like your mom just died and and you, you see. I'm glad my mom died everywhere, over and over. And over. <laughs> that would just be like uh, hell. Like at that point, you just have to like delete Instagram, like delete social media. Yeah, that's really. Rough. And like, it's not even just on Bookstagram. Like, I swear, I see this book everywhere. Obviously, like at the bookstore, on the news, it's everywhere, on TikTok, yeah. like. It's crazy. Um, But just another thing I hadn't thought of, but what Kate said about Malibu Rising was just that, like, Taylor wrote this whole book centered around a wildfire in California, which everyone knows that, like, the wildfires in California are a big deal to people right now. Like, they're like a huge thing that's happening and like thousands millions of people are like without their homes like it's like a bunch of people die insane. people die like it's very serious and she uses it so lightly in this book it's just like a plot point yep and like that's like honestly her whole problem is like taking serious things and like just
1: making, making them a so story out of casual. it casual just for profit
0: yeah so that's what she's been up to and then on top of Taylor being problematic, her books have become shit. Let's talk about okay. that. We're moving I, on from the fact that they're problematic.
1: I got a lot to say. <laughs> I got say. a lot to say here.
0: They're shit. Like, they're okay. garbage. They're trash. First off,
1: we had Evelyn Hugo, and then we had Daisy, and they had no connection, and it was wonderful. Loved it. And then we get a bullshit spinoff about Mike Rivera's daughter, and I just want to say... I can go a lifetime without Taylor ever mentioning the Revere family in any of her fucking books. Like, we get it. Evelyn Hugo was a success. You don't need to trickle it into every book from here on out. I'm fucking exhausted. It is so So annoying. Malibu Rising was the spinoff nobody asked for. Nobody gave a fuck about Mick Revere's daughter. And then, we get a spinoff of a spinoff called The Lovely Carrie Soto's Back. And if you guys have not read it yet, Carrie Soto is the woman (laughs) that slept with Nina's husband.
0: She was mentioned by name
1: in Malibu Rising. They did call her Carrie Soto. Mm -hmm. And she was having an affair with like Brian or Tom, whatever the fuck his name was. Brandon. Brandon. I don't know. Which Nina's husband. Yeah. He was having an affair with the famous tennis player Carrie Soto. So Carrie Soto is a spinoff of a (laughs) spinoff. And again, enough. we you get know. so much Vera mentioned in there. There's actually, like, Carrie is dating Brandon, Brian, whatever his yeah. name is, in the book. Like, we yeah. get a very detailed version of that relationship. And then she says, like, she mentions how she knows he's married to
0: Nina. Mm-hmm.
1: And then she's reading a book guys she's on a plane that was so
0: annoying what book is she reading jen she's reading daisy jones i have serious beef with this woman like she is just (laughs) so full of herself at this point that i'm like losing it like i personally just like hate inserts like that or like self promo whatever you call that like the character is reading another one of taylor jenkins reads books never thought when i first read evelyn hugo and when i first worked through the backlist that i would like despise this woman this much but God, i, I genuinely despise keep her about it i despise her
1: like write something new and this is what jen and i were saying that her backlist go back to it yeah it literally so good. literally go there back no connection between these characters
0: she was writing from her own experiences yeah. she wasn't stealing the stories of marginalized people mm-hmm. like what but now Enough.
1: she is now we're getting spinoffs no one wanted She's including
0: could, Spanish can't. in her books Like you don't even speak Spanish That's so oh insulting
1: and, and someone, It's not um, your native language Who's the TikTok person? Carmen,
0: tomes she and textiles She was saying
1: how the Spanish was like unedited or something
0: yeah. Like I, <laughs> Enough I mean, is no. enough Enough is
1: enough Taylor It's just
0: ridiculous I'm like a Taylor hater right now yeah. I hope maybe she goes in a different direction
1: and I just want to say that, like, you can love an author. Jen and I have been very, like, we love her about books. Like, her. We, One True Loves, we love it.
0: We read everything,
1: even when, like, we both knew Carrie Soto, like,
0: yeah. Luckily, whole... we both got it for free, yeah, which I feel I honestly really good about it.
1: The tennis trope. I'm over it. It was it's stupid. Outplayed. It's overdone. I'm just so fucking bored. I feel like I've read a hundred. The books romance about was
0: blech. It was so dry, so romance, boring.
1: Uh, I could care fucking less about. Carisota. I don't care at
0: all. And I just. Oh it was my, like slow burn to the point where it was slow boring. Yeah. <laughs> slow. There was
1: there wasn't even any burn.
0: No, nothing was burning. It was just slow. Except Malibu. And
1: oh my gosh, <laughs> I felt like I was in a time loop. I don't know what book we just read. Oh, Shiver, where we were like, I've I been it It's the same day over and
0: over again. She wakes up. She trains for tennis. it's the same tennis match every day. For real. I
1: texted Jen and I was like, there could have been ten less tennis match in this, and this would have been like a hundred pages less. Yeah, it was
0: a brand new. The tennis only match thing every that was different was her playing on different types of soil like and soil, like some grass. Sometimes don't clay. Care? I don't care that she struggled. The same like, literally, she plays. The same people like she's like Like, oh i played her last week i'm gonna play her again i'm like i literally could not care less
1: uh, there's genuinely 20 tennis matches in this book yeah i felt like i was reading a how-to on tennis yeah
0: I know more about tennis than I ever wanted to do. <laughs> Against my will. <laughs> Against my Holy will. shit. This tennis has been shoved down my throat. Yeah,
1: Jen and I did not like Malibu Rising, and we did not like this yeah. book. Yeah, and, and
0: it <sighs> just gets worse. Like, Malibu Rising was bad. I didn't love it, but, like, this one is definitely the worst one yet. Yeah. It's just, I hate it. I've seen people give positive reviews to it. I've seen people give five-star reviews to it, and and I think they're brainwashed by the Taylor Jenkins read. I
1: can't fault these people because it took me a while to, like, recognize problematic things that I'm just now seeing in books. But, again, you can love an author. Like, they could be your, like... Ride or die author yeah. But you can Rachel and Solomon That sometimes Can you suck. imagine
0: If Rachel and Solomon put, Like released a new book And it was just like Really problematic It would
1: break my heart It would break too, my heart but too But I would have to be honest like, <laughs> Yeah Jen and I love Colleen Hoover Yeah We will be the first ones to point out how problematic her books sometimes are and how and how like
0: shitty the writing is sometimes. Like when she kept putting fucking whipped cream and cherries in the coffee. coffee. That was like Colleen, I have to call you out there. That is the stupidest shit I've ever heard. (laughs) That crossed a line. Like it may not be racist, but you cannot (laughs) be wrong. It (laughs) was wrong. It was there's there's right and there's
1: wrong. Please point out your favorite authors and like what they're doing that's problematic it's yeah. how they learn too and you can't it's just like blindly love someone yeah
0: so it's like first there's that where it's like it's you need to call it authors who are problematic and then it's like also it's just like people have different opinions i think that like if you like this book i think that's a little bit weird but i like people like different books maybe you play tennis maybe you love your dad or something i love my dad but i didn't care about this father-daughter relationship at all
1: i didn't care and the reason i didn't care about it is because she was such a fucking bitch to her dad like literally put some respect he deserves better on your dad's name yeah he tried so hard
0: yeah and he kept telling her like maybe tennis isn't the most important thing in the world and she would just like go feral feral, You're feral.
1: absolutely feral <laughs> it was so stupid oh my god i hate you carrie <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I k- hate Carrie those Soto.
0: I remember thinking like, oh, maybe I'll buy like a hard copy of Malibu Rising because I just wanted to have all the books. I would never buy a copy of Carrie Soto. I would not be caught dead. If I found a copy on the street, I'd leave it there. Like dead ass. Like if I found a copy at like for one dollar at Goodwill, I would not buy it. And that no. is crazy to me. But I do have to say,
1: if you are going to buy like Malibu Rising, Evelyn Hugo, Carrie Soto, try to get it secondhand so that way the yeah. money doesn't go to Taylor at
0: least like buy it from an independent bookstore if you're yeah. gonna buy if it new If you're gonna buy it new
1: support an independent bookstore yeah but try maybe Facebook also
0: buy a, a book store. that's like actually about yeah. the Latina community like write read a book about like a real Cuban woman yeah. buy a Cuban woman like but I know we can't stop people there's Listen, hard. We you're have like we it. have like five listeners, so like everything yeah. we said here today, is it gonna make a difference? No. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, we're just yelling into Feels the void. Like <laughs> we're yelling but into yeah. the void about how mad we are. I always
1: if we can't stray people from like reading not reading problematic books. So if you're gonna do it, at least just don't support the fucking author and get yes. it secondhand. Yeah, please or get or it secondhand. From a friend. Like yeah. do not keep giving Taylor money for Carrie Soto. Give it to someone who's actually Hispanic, Latino, queer, like (laughs) not a straight white woman who does nothing with that money but profits from it and probably in her big ass house. She makes me hate being Um, a white woman. Oh my gosh, I hate it. I hate it here. Yeah. I really like it too.
0: I feel like next episode we should really recommend some books by marginalized authors to just compensate for all this time we're giving her.
1: And I'll put some in the little bio of this episode. Yeah, maybe we we'll should do like a recommendation
0: reel on because, Instagram.
1: Um, Carmen, she posted oh,
0: some Instagram. really good recommendations. She posted a lot, so yeah, we're we could. Repost um, that for we'll repost her like reel onto the Instagram so you guys can see what we're talking about and who we're talking about because she has some really great posts. Yeah, um, that are really good, and obviously she's in Tampa. You guys yeah. want more Tampa yeah. content?
1: Tampa. 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 So, yeah that's really it that's all i got i'm heated i'm hungry
0: (laughs) yeah i'm ready to go eat a caesar salad (laughs) fries and a glass of wine me and vicky really want caesar salad fries and wine and basically this was my idea so i don't know if vicky even wants that sounds great though (laughs) yay
1: all right we ready to wrap this up
0: yes please
1: all right please like us please we like to be liked. yeah like we really (laughs) crave attention Uh, follow us on Instagram. We're at Anything Prose Pod. I'm at Vicky's Bookshelf, Vicky with an
0: I. And I'm on a broke bookworm. And I'm actually like rapidly losing followers. Um, I was at four thousand. I'm at three thousand nine hundred and ninety-two now. So I was I... at
1: six thousand. Can I just bring mine up?
0: Because I'm not posting. And for
1: all you bitches that unfollow people who don't post, we're busy. Five thousand
0: seven hundred. I <laughs> lost three hundred followers. Yeah, in like a year. Damn, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Y'all so we're, post, we we huh? are
0: really losing followers. So if you guys want to try and offset that, I'm sure all of you guys already follow us, but tell your you friends. How else would
1: you find this spot? Tell your
0: friends. We're we're cool. We don't post, so we don't post, but we, we might. do
1: post on our stories.
0: Yeah, and we might post one day. Who's to say? I don't know. Yeah, don't know. up in the air. Right. Anyway, goodbye. Right. goodbye. Bye. Bye.